0: Hello, everyone. We're now on the fifth podcast for the Gandhi Institute for Nonviolence, and this time we're bringing on George Payne. He's in, he works here at the Institute, and he wants to talk about another definition for respect. Um, I'll turn it over to you, then. George, go for it.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about respect, and if we go back to the original meaning of that word, it comes from the Latin, to see. Okay. To see. When we see somebody for the first time, we see them through our stereotypes. We see them as a tall person or a short person, uh, a fat person or a skinny person, a rich person or a poor person, uh, white, Hispanic, black, Chinese, legal, illegal. We have all of these labels. We have all of these um, stereotypes that we see people with. To respect somebody means to go back And to look at them again, to look at them with a new set of eyes, to see them as a human being with inherent dignity. So respect is something that we come into the world with. Mm -hmm. We're born with it. We cannot earn it. We don't deserve it. There's nothing that we can do to achieve it. And I think this is a really radical way of thinking about respect because in our society, and I'll just speak from my own perspective, way. we think about respect in terms of privilege. We admire people who have certain qualities, people who have positions of power, and we esteem them. We look at them as people who have achieved something and therefore have earned our they respect. have earned our respect, right? And I can sympathize with that. I admire certain traits in people, loyalty, honesty.
0: It's a normal thing to respect, I mean, to like really admire certain qualities in some people.
1: Absolutely. it's It's natural. And we want to... Um, reflect those qualities and we want to cultivate those qualities in ourselves because we see uh, that it's working for them on some level and we want to be the best that we can be but I also think that um, there's a danger in that too because we are separating them, we are saying that somehow they are different from other people, that they are somehow um, not the same and whenever we start to separate people, whenever we start to put people in different um, classes or, or different castes, when we start to say that this person um, is here because they've achieved this and this person is down here because they haven't achieved that, all of a sudden we have created a division. All of a sudden we have um, assumed that some people are better than others. And that right there is the seed of all violence. Wherever there's hierarchy, there is the seed of violence. Um, And I also think there's a danger in assuming that people need to do something for you in order for you to respect them or to admire them. That somehow they need to be on time or they need to... um, Uh, congratulate you, they need to fall in love with you, they need to buy you something, they need to support you. And this expectation is really unfair. In many cases, it's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And once again, you're separating people. You're saying that you haven't uh, proven yourself until you've done this for me. And that makes us feel like we have power over people, that we are somehow... Um, in a position where we can demand something from them. It produces an imbalance in relationship. So if we go back to that original meaning of the word, to see somebody with new eyes, to see somebody as having inherent dignity, and they can't do anything in this world to earn that. They're just born with it. Everyone is on an equal plane. Everyone... um, is the same in terms of their worth as a human being. No person is higher, no person is lower. And if we can start to see each other that way, then I think there is um, an opportunity to create a balance in that relationship again. We just need to remember no matter how much we want to strive towards perfection, no matter how much we want to cultivate these virtues inside of us, that we will never be better than somebody else. No matter how honest we try to be, no matter how skilled we are at a job, no matter how much we love somebody, um, no matter how patient we are, We're never going to be better than somebody else. We're always going to be equal. And it doesn't matter what somebody does, whether they commit a crime, whether they get locked up in prison, whether they even murder somebody. They're no better than you, and they're no worse than you. We're all equal. And that's a message that is hard to hear for a lot of people. And that's a message that seems to betray Our common sense ethics. Yeah. It's it's not what's being taught in schools. It's not what's being taught in
0: churches. I know I tell like three kids today, like, you're not showing me respect. You have to earn respect. Any number of those things. I do it at least once a day. And it's just, yeah, it's not how we perceive respect at this point, the way you're talking about it.
1: It's a radical way to perceive respect. But it's a way that stands up for radical equality. Mm -hmm. It's a way that puts our priorities right, in my mind, in my opinion. Um, It's no longer about, you know, what you can do for me, what you need to do to prove your worth to me. It becomes about um, how much can I honor and love you no matter what you've done? Mm -hmm. How creative can I be in finding ways to keep our relationship going, even though it's really difficult. It's really hard. How can I keep the conversation going, even though you said something that I find disturbing, or you've said something that I find, um, even immoral. Mm -hmm. If I don't see you as somebody who's lacking respect, if I don't see you as somebody who has to say the right thing or do the right thing or be the right person in order to keep that conversation going, then I have the ability to hear what you're saying and to see you without all of those, um, how shall I put it, um, expectations. It frees you. Yeah, it frees you. That's right. It, it's liberating. Like, I don't have to have any expectations mm-hmm. at all because whatever you say, whatever you've done, whatever you stand for in this moment, I respect you as a human being. Mm-hmm. That's all that um, can be guaranteed. I don't have to agree with what you're saying. I don't have to like what you're saying. I don't have to support what you're saying or even embrace what you're saying. But I believe that you have the right to say it. Mm -hmm. And that is the core of our democratic system. That's the core of... Of uh, civic, you know, democracy. Honoring somebody's ability to
0: be and whether you agree with it or not, that's important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and truly just honoring people's self-worth no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even if it comes at an expense to you. Even if it becomes dangerous. That's when we are truly tested. Mm-hmm. That's when our faith is put to the test. That's when nonviolence happens. You know Gandhi said, "It's easy to be nonviolent with people who agree with you, who congratulate you and who are by your side no matter what, who um, are totally in alignment with your own values. That's not nonviolence, Gandhi said. Nonviolence comes when people threaten your values, when When people's viewpoints put you in an uncomfortable position, or when people are even jeopardizing your own personal safety, and you can still respond to them with love, compassion, courage, and respect. That's nonviolence. That's nonviolence. So that's why I'm so um, interested in, in uh, salvaging the true meaning of this word, um, and preserving it, uh-huh. and 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 teaching it to as many you know people who will listen. Um, because for me, it's the core of nonviolence. It's the core of nonviolence. Um, the more we talk about respect, as uh, something that needs to be earned or something that needs to be demanded, we are uh, introducing a power imbalance in the relationships that we have with others that um, produces conflict. Yeah, inevitably, inevitably. So, not that's bad. what I have to say about respect.
0: now it makes a lot of sense, and it's, it's a lot to think about because it's not how we can see. It. I think I've said it before. It's not how we can see it at all. But thanks for sharing your time, George. Really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, George, for sharing your time and your ideas with us. And thank you to everybody for listening and supporting the Gandhi podcast. Just one more time, I want to put out the call to, you know, have everybody get involved. If you want to post on Facebook or on SoundCloud, that would be tremendous. I also want to encourage you to, you know, message us on Facebook if you have ideas or comments about the podcast. Or, you know, we still need to sign off and sign on ideas. If you've got any ideas for that, I'd love to hear them. Thanks again for listening.